We are set for the final two weeks of the regular season of high school football in Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley. Huge games this week all over the state. We'll look back on last week's results, all this and more on this week's Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, along with NW80G Rick Rick Fires and Leland Barclay joining us from the River Valley. And gentlemen, let's jump right into it. So Bentonville Tigers are not dead after all, as we saw last week. Um, you know, picking up the 28-21 victory at Rogers, rallying behind the third string quarterback, Springdale Harbor and Fort Smith Southside putting up huge offensive numbers and points. Farmington with a big upset. We've got so much to talk about. So, Rick, let's let's start over at uh, and Rogers, where Bentonville behind a third string quarterback um, pulls off a, yet another win in the Battle of Benton County, twenty eight twenty one over Rogers. Now, how do I say this kid name? Cole Slepeski. 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 Well, Anyway, they called, they called him Slep, I think. Okay, I'll go with Slep. Yeah, I'll go with Slep, man. You know what? Uh, that's a tough assignment uh, against Rogers Mounties. You know, so many things can go wrong, and you're, you're the third-string guy, and, and the pressure's on you. And he just came through, didn't make a, um, a lot of mistakes. Um, of course, when you got C.J. Brown out there, he threw a couple touchdown passes yeah. to C.J. Brown. That was a really good uh, bounce-back uh, uh, win for uh, Bentonville. They're uh, now five and three overall, four and one in conference. They're right there. Uh, still, a lot of things can happen as we go down the stretch right here. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was an it was an interesting night in Rogers. I'll just tell you that. Um, you know, the the Mounties did some things that I, I really wasn't expecting. You know, quite honestly, going into it, and um, they were making some moves that they felt like they had to make to to try and win that ball game, which. You know, and Leland, I know we, you and I talked about it some. Um, you know, the, the Mounties, what they did was uh, Dane Williams, uh, they they moved him to defense. To You know, they say he's the best safety they've got, but, you know, when he's playing quarterback, they just can't play him a lot on defense. Mm-hmm. And so they put Jansen Garner in at quarterback in the second quarter. I don't know if they had planned. I think they are just trying to give them a little bit of a jump start originally. What he did was he had a – lead him on a touchdown drive right before half to make it 14 to seven. And so they stuck with him at quarterback. Dane went to go play safety. The rest of the game had some big hits on defense. And, um, but at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. Uh, you know, Rogers had a couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter, one through one pick, uh, in the end zone. Oh, and, um, you know, so they weren't able to win. So moving forward this week, it'll be interesting, interesting to see Leland, you know, what the Mounties decide to do you know, with with some more big games coming up for them. Yeah, because, you know, third place is wide open at this point in the 7A West, and that's such a huge draw in the playoffs. Um, you know, you still get to play in the first round, but you get the sixth seed out of the Central, which is a very winnable game for anybody, any of the three teams that's vying for that third spot. And I get – you know, the Dane Williams wanting him on defense. Uh, you know, Northside made a similar switch last year uh, when they moved, uh, uh, you know, uh, Poom Savoy from quarterback to defense because after the first five games, they, you know, 
They looked at it and said, you know, we've, we've got to shore up the defense. Rodgers probably did the same thing. Um, now, they probably did it in anticipation of going against a wide-open passing attack, uh, you know, and then Bentonville had to make the switch, and instead they run the ball 33 times for 178 yards and only throw 11 passes. So, you know, still able to win. Bentonville only had nine first downs in that game, but they had a 78-yard touchdown pass to C.J. Brown and then a 66-yard uh, touchdown run by Battle. So, you know, it'll be interesting these last few weeks because now Southside and Bentonville West are playing a big game mm-hmm. uh, on Friday night that's going to impact probably that third seed as well. Yeah, and you mentioned Christian Battles. What a game he had. Um, he had 100, what, 128 yards rushing, I think, and his biggest game. He's been kind of the number two guy behind Jason Gilmore on that Bentonville offense. But, um, you know, both those guys are certainly capable. We've seen Gil, Rick and I have seen Gilmore have some big games too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll just see moving forward. It's very interesting situations from, from that ball game. What's at that time of year? You, uh, you know, you've been through non-conference. Now you're uh, coming down to stress non- uh, conference, and people have been banged up. And you're still, you know, you still, man, we still got to have uh, other people step up and come to the forefront. And it sounds like that's what's happening over there. Yeah, man, I just could not. You know, I was following Harold McElvain's, uh tweet thread or, or X thread, I don't, whatever, whatever you call these things now, X Twitter, <laughs> whatever it is. Anyway, formerly um, Twitter, now known but, as X. Yeah, you know, he's just you know. He's just firing away with these updates on that on that Springdale Harbor Southside game, and I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, seventy-seven to fifty-four, one hundred thirty-one points, Jeez. just gobs and gobs of offense. I didn't realize a basketball game was going to break out down there, Leland. Yeah, twelve hundred and eighty-five yards of offense, nine rushing touchdowns by Southside, fifty-one carries for five hundred and fifty-four yards. Mm. Uh, of course, Amari Tucker, 24 for 302 and three touchdowns. Quarterback Carter Zimmerman, 13 carries for 162 and two touchdowns. And then Isaac Gregory, 12 carries for 93 yards and four touchdowns. So they're, uh, they'll have plenty of, um, you know, momentum going into that game next week. And, of course, Hayden Wood, you can't forget, you know, about his performance for Harbor or Braden Sprague. You know, 24-44 for 371 and six touchdowns, five of which went to Hayden Wood. Now, guys, I, I know I'm old school, and, and I prefer those 21-14 games where the games are over by 10 o'clock. But my goodness, how do you score 54 points and still lose? I, I guess because the other team scored 77. But it's just amazing to me. Maybe it, I need to delve into that big up feature story or something. I just, I, I just can't understand how nobody can – and some of these games, you can't stop anybody. I mean, um, I can go through archives from teams 20 years. This would be like uh, some of these stats from half a, half a year uh, on some of these players. It's just, it's just mind-boggling to me. You know, if you look in the second quarter alone, I mean, that that's enough to have a full game story right there. And then some. 68 points. 68 <laughs> points. In one quarter. In the second quarter. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. Southside so. scored six touchdowns in the second quarter. Grayson York, Southside's kicker, was 11 for 11 on extra points. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, uh, wow. so uh, elsewhere in the in the 7A West Conference, um, so we had 
Uh, Bentonville West with a 53-0 to win over Rogers Heritage. And kind of the interesting note out of that one is uh, we believe we had an ejection for uh, Heritage coach Brian Pratt. And, you know, for, for, for him to, to – um, he I know he must have been really upset. Who did you say was ejected? Brian Pratt, the from the Bentonville West Bentonville head coach. West. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it and and we were talking about this amongst uh, amongst ourselves. It's really really difficult to get. I mean, you just don't see it a whole lot like you do in baseball. You know, they'll throw you out uh, on a um, basically for <laughs> uh, arguing balls and strikes. But yeah. in football, it's really hard to get even that first flag. And I know that he must have been really upset about something. You know, because they is a ball game against Heritage. You know, and, I, and I've not talked to Coach uh, Pratt yeah. about it, but um, so he'll have to sit out the first half of this week's game yeah. against Salsa. That's that's significant, guys. Yep. So, um, and then uh, you know, just an excite. You know, the 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 Rogers Bentonville game that was our our headliner, but you know that's that Southside Harbor game. I knew it was going to be high scoring. I just. Um, Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine it was going to be that high of a scoring of a, of a contest. So, um, well, it was amazing. Harold was able to get uh, that game story in in a uh, timely fashion. Man, it's it's hard. He was one of the last ones in. I saw that come through. I got done by maybe noon the next day. <laughs> well. Um, you know, Fayetteville Bulldogs, they keep yep. on rolling with a 52-15 win against uh, Springdale High. Um, you know, and, you know, the, the rest of their schedule, they've got Rogers Heritage this week in Harbor. So, you know, I just mm-hmm. don't see anyone. Uh, uh, they just got to keep, you know, just focused. And, you know, they should be the undefeated conference champ. But, you know, we'll see. Sports is the ultimate reality. And, like, um, who expected who, – who was it? Farm uh, – Farmington beat Shiloh. So, I mean, that, that's what high school football is all about. Wasn't that something? Um, so, that's a great segue into the, the 5A West uh, log jam at the top now with yeah. three teams tied at four and one. Uh, did not have uh, Farmington beating Shiloh Christian. Nope. Um, I don't know that anybody did except probably those boys from Farmington. Yeah, exactly. And – um, Good for them. That was uh, a heck of a win for Coach uh, Eldridge and the, and the Cardinals. Um, you know, Leland, I don't know what what your take on that one was. I'm sure you didn't have that one on your bingo card either. Uh, no, I think it is probably, um, you know, I guess Parkview's win over Bryant might be the upset of the year, uh, of the regular season anyway, up to this point. But I think Farmington's win over Shiloh Christian is probably the second biggest win or maybe the upset uh, of the regular season because of the fact of, you know, Shallow Christian just hammered Little Rock Christian, which is uh, which is their only loss. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Shallow Christian was just kind of isolated in their, you know, up in the nestled up in the corner of Northwest Arkansas. They went to Little Rock Christian and won big in non-conference game. So the fact that Farmington was able to pull that off, especially when you consider Farmington had a they're basically a backup quarterback to start the season, and Farmington had lost their first conference game of the season. So, you know, you put those two things together or three or four things together, and I think it's the upset of the year 
or or at least second in the state and the biggest one in our conference. And what it now does in the 5A West, Alma is the only team that controls, completely controls its own destiny. Because if they went out, they're going to be number one seed, period. Uh, Shallow Christian can't say that. <coughs> or, I mean, they 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 control it, but they've got to have some help to get that number one seed. And Farmington has to have some help to get that number one seed. So Alma's the only team in the conference that holds their own destiny in their hand. And now, e- the, the even problem. more about uh, Farmington, when we, I remember our media day, and I did a piece on uh, Cameron Van Zant. I mean, going into senior year, he was our shine on, our spotlight guy. And then, you know, when he went down, unfortunately, with another injury, and and then they lost a game or two. And I'm about, you know, I, I forgot about Farmington, basically. I'm a... Uh, not ashamed to miss it, man. So good for them, man. They've got a great, they've got a great coach over there, and he's been mixing and matching, and Elsick and other guys. So uh, hats off to Farmington. Now, you know, you mentioned Alma there. I mean, they've still got to play Shiloh Christian, and you know, um, I think the from the schedule standpoint, you think I think Farmington's road may be a little bit easier in the, these next two games than say Shiloh or Alma. We'll just we'll see how it shakes out. I know Farmington goes to P Ridge this week, which isn't no easy task. No. I mean, P Ridge will be ready for that one. Coming off a win, but um, I mean, I mean the, the 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 conference just took a whole new twist. Yes, this Absolutely. last week for sure. Let's talk about the four A one. Elkins smashes Ozark. Like man, uh, that game was over quick. Uh, yeah. Walter had that one in really quick to us and. Um, so that Elkins has moved, you know, clear into the driver's seat. And now we got some, some teams that are battling for position. Five teams out of that 4A1 are going to make the playoffs. So, you know, you got Ozark and Gravit, you got Gentry and Lincoln all kind of battling out for those final four spots. And, you know, it, it, it's going to, we're going to have more information after this week, Rick. Yeah, I covered the game at Lincoln um, on Friday. Really impressed, man. They're you talking about putting up some points. Uh, Lincoln uh, beat Gentry. I think it was uh, 53-34. The previous week they scored 63 points against Huntsville. Lincoln, wow, Drew Moore, a senior quarterback. Uh, um, they've really got you know the running game and the passing game and just enough defense and. Um, and um, uh, I'm I'm going to do a story on them. They're six and two, and uh, and and for Lincoln, man, um, they've had some down years, uh, forty years ago, and they've had uh, from Brad Harrison. They had a few good years from Coach Harrison, uh, and one or two, but they've had a lot of down seasons. So uh, really impressed with what Lincoln's doing. Um, this year under Reed Mendoza. Meanwhile, you know, Elkins is kind of quietly going about their business at 8-0 and just, you know, scoring, what, 58 points a game or something like that. I mean, just, you know, really uh, just some crazy numbers they're putting up, and um, they're going to play – they're going to host Gentry this week. And, I mean, I I just don't know that I see anybody stopping Elkins until they get to the playoffs if they're stopped there, Leland. Yeah, the 4A is going to be interesting because Elkins and I thought and I think we we thought that Elkins was going to be a, a contender all season, you know, with that one two punch. But I tell you what was impressive Friday night after talking to or or getting a couple of texts and things from Walter uh, and even talking to, you know, Jeremy Burns, the coach at Ozark last week. 
is Elkins' defense mm. is really good. Yeah, They're the very deep. Yeah. They play a lot of players, and their defense uh, probably doesn't get the notoriety that that it should for 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 their success so far. Yeah. Let's go down to the uh, the River Valley and talk about the the game you were at, Leland Boonville over Charleston, and you know I got to give it to those Charleston Tigers, man. They they were scrapping and clawing, and it was they had an eight six lead at halftime, but uh, Boonville with the big second half and Dax Goff with another big night gets the win. Yeah, you know Charleston came out and uh, uh, opening kickoff they recovered an onside kick, so they didn't score on that. Uh, after that, they went three and out, in fact. But that was uh, kind of gave an indication that, you know, they were they were in that game to win it for sure. And they were up eight to nothing early. Reese Mariska caught a 26-yard touchdown pass from Eli Huck. And then Mariska took the direct snap on the two-point conversion. And it's eight to nothing. Boonville came back and put together a long drive uh, right before the half. And uh, Dax Goff scored the first of his four touchdowns. Big night. On a one-yard run. And then in the third quarter, uh, they stopped Charleston um, on the opening kickoff. And then Boonville scored on three straight possessions. Dax Goff reeled off touchdown runs of 26, 63, and 38 yards after three straight defensive stops on fourth down for Boonville's defense. And Dax Goff ended up with 27 carries for 275 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he he could have been a player of the week candidate for sure, but um, you know we 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 talk about Dax Golf every week on this yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Great high school yeah. player. So, um, you know, and, and we kind of jump down to the to the three a the three a one there. I want to j- jump back up and in, into the the six a West, and we not really mentioned a whole lot of Greenwood here lately. They've been kind of quietly going about their business, eight no, but uh, it gets real for them this week. Um, they're going to go up against Pulaski Academy at Pulaski Academy. I think is that right, Leland? They're at they're on the road this week. They are at Pulaski Academy. Greenwood's first trip to Pulaski Academy since 2007, when uh, it was the second round of the playoffs, and Greenwood won. I think it was 57 to 50. Tyler Wilson threw for 452 yards and seven touchdowns in that game. So it's their first trip to Pulaski Academy. Uh, you know, in 16 years. So that that one's going to be interesting. The interesting thing, too, about Pulaski Academy, if you go back and look at that, you know, they they played twice <clears throat> last year. Greenwood won in the regular season conference game at Greenwood, 31-21. Right. to 21. And then Pulaski Academy came back and won the state championship. And if you look at the starting lineup for that uh, Pulaski Academy offense in that game, they were going to have a quarterback back, a running back, and their top receiver back. Well, of course, uh, you know, the quarterback, Kel Busby, uh, you know, suffered an injury and decided to focus on baseball and not, uh, you know, not play football. Uh, The running back decided to transfer or move back to Nashville, back to Tennessee. And then the receiver, John Mark Charette, has been out uh, most of the season. I think he played two games. So he's been out. So they have zero starters on offense back from that championship game, and yet they're still averaging 400 or 545 yards of offense per game. Yeah, they're um, 
you know, the schedule makers knew what they were doing when they, for Greenwood, they had Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christian back to back in weeks nine and 10. I mean, makes it fun for the fans. Well, and, it, and no doubt uh, the, the Greenwood Little Rock Christian game will be fun next week for a certain someone who's going to get to go to that one, I'm sure. But, I'm uh, sure. but uh, this, this week, uh, you know, Greenwood's got to take the show on the road to PA and, um, you know, Rick, I don't know if you have you ever been to PA. No, it's a kind of a unique setup. Like they're they, yes. they, it's they've got the the stadium kind of nestled inside all the school buildings there, and um, it's a just a kind of a quaint little place, and it's a very in, like a very intimate kind of setting. So and the football stadium is surrounded by the school buildings. That, that's the way I, I that's kind of the way I saw it. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, on one end zone they have their field house and their weight room, and there's some trees and stuff behind it. But behind the visiting stands and in the other end zone uh, mm-hmm. is part of the school. And it's a, I mean, Graham, you described it perfectly. It's mm-hmm. a nice setting and it's, uh, and that place is going to be packed on Friday night because, you know, they're going to, Central Arkansas, first of all, wants to see the game. And I think they want to see, you know, Greenwood and of course, Kane Archer. And, you know, last week in the 56 to 20 went over Russellville. He threw for three touchdowns, and he ran 16 times for 180 yards and four touchdowns. Hmm. And so they've kind of, I guess, kind of displayed this other side of their offense. Um, you know, I, it, they, they've been reluctant to run him much because you just don't run quarterbacks much anymore for fear of getting them hurt. But they kind of uh, – I guess maybe unleashed him a little yeah. bit on, uh, go. on Friday night, and it definitely adds another dimension to their offense. I'd like us to talk real briefly, too, about you know the 4A4 again. Uh, so Lamar uh, gets another win against Little Rock Hall last week. It's there, you know, right up there with the, the top four teams in that 4A4 conference at 4-2. and two. Uh, Central Arkansas Christian is 5-2, and two, but um, – so there's this this log jam of first place teams and um you know the um I mean there's gonna be some movement here this week or else we're gonna be start getting the tiebreaker books out. Oh, there's gonna be some movement each of the next two weeks. Um and it could be any variety of things. I I sat down yesterday uh just to kind of look and see, kind of try to formulate a what if scenario in that conference and i just gave up because there's just so many scenarios left and not only just so many scenarios because a lot of times we look at a scenario and say well if this if this team beats this team and we know that's not going to happen well that's not the case in the 4a4 there are i mean six really really good teams in that conference that really and truly could and have beaten the others this season yeah now, so, uh, Graham, in our own Henry Apple coming out later on this week is like a, a scenario, if and but, if this happens and all that. So that'll be interesting read. Henry's real good at that stuff. Yeah, he's he's probably working on it right now as we speak. But that that will be in the uh, in the Democrat Gazette a little bit later this week for sure. Um, all right, so you know we and, you know this is about usually the point of the show where we talk about this week's game. So. And we've we've already kind of already started on this, but you, you know, in the seven day West, you have Bentonville West at Fort Smith Southside this week, and man, talk about another. It's a, that's a big one. Um, that could that's huge for both teams, 
And, um, you know, Bentonville West is still trying to stay in that, that number two position with a win. They're still there going into Bentonville week next week, but Southside can really make a move here if they're able to pull off the win against West. Yeah, I think the uh, the winner of this game definitely has an inside track of, of finishing uh, at least third. And like third. you said, it would still keep um, the possibility alive for for West to, you know, upset Bentonville. I think the big question there is what is Carter Nye's status going to be? Yeah. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> Bentonville is going to play Springdale this week. And, you know, if, if Nye is even just a little bit questionable, I imagine they may try to hold him out this week. We'll see if we can get some answers mm-hmm. on that. You know, he did not take one snap last week at all. So, uh, they went, you know, straight with the sophomore and, and proved that they could rally around him and win on the road. So um, the other the other seven-day West games, Rogers is going to play at Springdale Harbor, and that's kind of a – man, I, if, if you're looking at – if <laughs> you talk about a, a game that there, you know, there's a lot at stake there for both teams, but don't count out Harbor yet. You know, if they score points, I mean, you know, it, it – They give up a lot, though, too. They do, and they do give up a lot. That is true. So uh, the other game is going to be Fayetteville Rogers Heritage, and uh, in the central we got uh, Fort Smith Northside is going to be hosting a Cabot team. We haven't really heard a lot about Cabot really ever since first couple weeks of the year, but you know they've probably gotten better as the years gone on. That's what a Scott Reed coach team does. Um, so a lot of big games in the seven A conferences this week, and then of course we're still tumbling toward that uh, Bryant Conway matchup in week ten. So that's yep. that's next week though. Um and in the six A West, uh, you know, we talked about Greenwood at Pulaski Academy. Another big game in the six A West could be Van Buren at Mountain Home. Um, that's a long trip for Van Buren to make up to Mountain Home. They might as well leave today uh, yeah. so they can get there in time. But uh, you know, both Mountain Home and Van Buren are two and four in the six A West. The six out of those nine teams are gonna make the playoffs and um, you know, that's that's a tough place to go win at Bomber Stadium. I don't know when the last time you guys have been to Bomber Stadium. I've been there a couple times on a Friday night. It's, I mean, it's it's a fun little environment up the, there. The trip is just rugged, absolutely brutal. That's why you got to be ready. You got to be stretched out, ready to go as soon as you get off the bus. And the uh, 5A West, uh, Farmington plays at Pea Ridge. We talked about, you know, how the Cardinals are up there with Shiloh and uh, Alma. So Prairie Grove visits Shiloh Christian and Dardanelle visits Alma. And, you know, big games all around the 5A West. None of those teams really can afford to drop one this week. In the 4A1, Ozark plays at Gravit. That's a huge game. Um, both those teams are battling for the number two. They're both 4-1 and one in the conference right now. And, um, you know, the winner of that one will be, you know, clearly in second place. Gentry's at Elkins. Um you know, the, the 3A1 this week, uh, Lavaca at Boonville. Uh, Charleston comes up to West Fork. Hackett's at Greenland. Um, you know, just there's, there's still just a lot to be decided in these games this week. And, um, you know, but for some of these teams, Rick, the time of the clock is ticking. They got to make their move now. And, you know, week nine can be tricky sometimes. I know everybody's trying to get in playoff position. Um, I'll use example of Link, Lincoln. Uh, they've won uh, two games in a row now. They seem like they're back back on track after losing Ozark and and Gravit. And uh, 
they're going, they got to make the trip all the way up to Berryville. And it's they, Green Forest, yeah, isn't it? I think they go to Berryville. Oh, yeah, you're, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, they go to go to Berryville. And uh, one of the last thing I talked of when I was talking to the, uh, uh, Coach uh, Mendoza, that they got to stay focused on that game because because the last, uh, typically week 10, you have your really big games, your rivalries and everything. And uh, Lincoln Wolves are going to host um, Elkins. But you can't you can't look ahead to that game. You got to stay focused, take care of your business up there in the hill at Berryville, then come back and then get ready for those big final regular season finales. And I think a lot of teams are in that boat. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will roll with our top five of the week. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners. So visit nwaonline.com slash podcast 23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com. Or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Prep Rally, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. And we're going to jump right into our top five of the week. And I'm going to start us off this week. And, uh, boys, my number one, I'm going right back to the Farmington Cardinals, man. That's absolutely. just that's absolutely just, just a huge, um, you know, a huge win for them. And, you know, could, could wind up with a conference championship if they keep winning. Um, so uh, – We'll we'll see what remains to be seen on that one. Uh, number two, uh, how about Elkins? You know, with a shutout over a really good Ozark yeah, team. Yeah, didn't expect a, that. In a four A one conference clash, I mean, just a huge, huge deal, and um, really impressed with those guys. Uh, Dizzy Dean, Deshaun Chairs, Coach Watson. You know, the defense, like Leland talked about. I mean, you know, they're they're playing really good football right now. Number three, I'm 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 right with you on those Lincoln Wolves, Rick. I mean that that was a big win against Gentry. You know, someone was gonna uh, get a big win that night last week, and and Lincoln, you know, scores a whole bunch of points and gets the job done. And uh, you know, just really happy to see it for those guys. I remember when they came into the media day back in back in August, it was, you know, there was some talk that they could be a good football team. They, they thought they had some pieces in place. And yeah, and keep in mind, the, the, the seniors on this team, they were, they won three games as sophomores. So And that just shows you how much uh, they progressed. So sure. uh, really feel great about those guys. Number four, uh, got to see a little bit of a milestone last week. Uh, Harrison's Reese Ricketts, uh, outside hitter. She's six foot two, uh, got her 1,000th kill. And at night when Shiloh went out, I'm sorry, Shiloh, uh, when Harrison, the Lady Goblins, clinched the 5A West Conference Championship with the win, and they're the number one seed played in the 5A State Volleyball Tournament this week. And along those same lines, 4A State Volleyball is over at Shiloh Christian uh, this week here in town. So if you get a chance, go out there and see that. And then, um, you know, I, there was some, uh, some really good uh, – some some really nice performances in the in the state uh, overall tennis tournament. Some kids from Haas Hall uh, and from Shiloh Christian. They had a boys singles player, D- 
did really well, and you know some some teams uh, from from Haas Hall that really performed well. And uh, shout out to those kids because they're going up against some Fayetteville Bentonville kids that you know ended up winning you know the the whole thing. And um, it's really it's always really cool to be when you see these overall tournaments. The state, you know, they still do the state overall in golf and tennis. They don't do it in basketball yep. anymore. But I've heard of the days back when when it was such a big deal, and you like to see those those small school kids do well. So that is my top five. Leland, we're you're on deck. I'm going to start off with eight-man football. Subiaco Academy beat Genoa Central 52-22 to on Friday night, the final regular season game of the year. Um, in that game, Subiaco was down 16-8 to in the second quarter. Brady Koch threw a touchdown pass to Chris Monroe. Then he ran for three touchdowns. Then he – or he caught a touchdown pass from Chris Monroe. Then he ran for three touchdowns. Then he threw a touchdown pass to Anthony Gehrig. Then he ran for another touchdown to put Subiaco up 52 to 16 early in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, a, a two quarter span there. What a tremendous performance there. So to recap, he had a touchdown pass. He ran for four touchdowns. He caught a touchdown. He also intercepted a pass wow. and had a fumble recovery on defense. That's the... And Five way there, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Now he didn't have touchdowns on the interception or the fumble return. Or oh the fumble man! But he had an interception and fumble recovery. Now they go into and it's it's the unsanctioned uh, eight man classification, uh, but they play now a two week playoff, uh, and they will host uh, Corning in the first round of the playoffs on Friday night, and then they'll play maybe in the championship game the next week. Uh, and then I'm going to go back to Charleston. You know, Dax Koff, of course, four touchdown runs. He had 275 yards rushing, four touchdowns. But he had a one-yard touchdown run, a 26, 63, and 38-yard touchdown runs. Those capped 80-yard drive, a 74-yard drive, a 69-yard drive, and an 82-yard drive. Boonville finished with 53 carries for 446 yards, and they take command of the, of the 3A1. And then Mansfield uh, had a big win over Lavaca, 43-19. to 19, uh, ended, They rushed for 403 yards and five touchdowns. It kind of puts them in good position for that third seed. They still have to play. They still have to go to Hackett week 10, but they're in good position to get that third playoff seed, which is important this year because that means they will host a first-round game, and in that game, Daniel Burton, 18 carries for 272 yards and three touchdowns. Mansfield needed that uh, win, too. They had, they had a rough couple of weeks there. with. Uh, they had a tough couple of weeks, you know, playing Boonville and, and Charleston, but they're still in good position now to get that third seed. And, of course, you know, have to go back and talk about Southside. 77 points, Amari Tucker, 302 three touchdowns, Carter Zimmerman, 162 and two touchdowns, Isaac Gregory, 93 and four touchdowns. And of course, you know, teams don't rush for 554 yards and nine touchdowns without a really good offensive line. And those guys have been good all season long with four seniors up front. And last, I'm going to step out of football for a little bit. And, and the last time that we checked in with Lexi Franklin from Boonville, she was holding up the state softball championship yes. trophy for Boonville with a bandaged eye. Yep. Well, 
Monday, um, she was the uh, she won the three A four district cross country meet. Wow, athlete! How about that? Well, good for and her. And that's my five. All right, Rick. Hey, one thing, uh, uh, Leland, uh, Mari Tucker, the great thing about him, and he was our player of the week, and he missed all of last year with an injury. And for an athlete like that to uh, rehab and come back, man, the kid just des deserves a lot of credit. Uh, for me, my five for seven is, you know, uh, state volleyball. I mean, we got state tournaments all over the place in volleyball. Even though it's called 6A, it's still the largest classification. So uh, really looking forward to uh, Fayetteville. They're 22 and eight. Um, they're three-time defending state champion, three in a row. Our, our man Paul Boyd did a really nice story on Reagan Harp uh, in this morning paper, so check that out. Um, now let me go to you know Fable. Uh, we haven't really talked to him for for a couple of weeks. They had really really tough schedule early, but now they're really in control. The Fable Bulldogs are still putting up all kind of numbers. If they just take care of business. Uh, which they should that they should uh, win conference championship again. I know Casey Dick got them focused on this week before week ten. So really looking forward to a favor, especially when we get in the uh, state tournament play. Uh, Bentonville, I wrote down Bentonville. There was a tough um, assignment to play Rogers, and they had to start their third string <clears throat> quarterback. Excuse me, Cole Slepecki. Everybody calls him Slep, I guess. So uh, being simple-minded person. I'm calling him Slep for now on. Um, he did a really good job. They're still four. And they've lost three games overall, Bentonville, but they're still four and one in conference right there. Uh, Slep uh, did the right thing. Had a couple touchdowns, C.J. Brown. Uh, Bentonville West, um, they just destroyed Heritage. Um, uh, now that's such a big game between West and Southside. That's probably for, you know, a lot of things can happen, this and that and this and that, uh, candy, nuts and all that, whatever that old saying is. But that's a really big game for both these teams, West and, um, and Southside. And, of course, I keep peeking over to the um, 7A Central because they have d dominated in the last few years in the um, state uh, uh, finals and so forth. That They've won a bunch of them where the West used to uh, rule. But uh, I don't even know who either one of them are playing. I, I think one of them's playing Jonesboro, but they're still marching for the, toward that big confrontation in Week Ten when uh, uh, Bryant has to play at Conway, and that's going to be get the the biggest game of the year. I know people down at Conway; they're already lining up, they're already eager for that. But both teams got to take care of business this week, and then man, what a way to end a uh, regular season of high school football with Bryant and Conway with a lot of, a lot of subplots in that. Man, I'm excited. A lot, a lot of uh, fun games over these next Absolutely. couple of weeks. So we're fun time of year, isn't it? We could do a whole podcast on on some of them, just yes, on our own. I think so. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week's uh, episode of Prep Rally. You can listen to Prep Rally at nwaonline.com, or you can watch it on YouTube, or just listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to our sponsor, West Termite Pest and Lawn. Uh, be sure and check out Prep Rally Live later this week. And look out for the River Valley Report online as well. Yes. With Leland's show, man, it's all River Valley, but it's some good stuff on there. And there's a lot of stuff you don't hear about on here, too. So mm -hmm. check it out. And uh, a lot of good football games to play, a lot of good volleyball this week. Go out and watch something.
Thanks for watching Prep Rally. The proceeding has been a production of Prep Rally Podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.